This is a podcast from Minute Media. In the fall each year we all congregate The bounce all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Munson Our favorite verse, my God, a freshman German can obnoxious, what you'll face Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. We're a Georgia Bulldogs show by dogs fans for dogs fans. I'm your host, Herschel Gurley, and we are joined by a very special guest today. This is the, the first ever in our Georgia fan series, and we have one of our, our favorite fans uh, on Twitter and abroad, the British Bulldog, Chris Biggs. Chris, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me. It's a, a pleasure to be on here. I've heard some of your previous podcasts and um, I'm in some illustrious company. I really am. Well, so Chris, we, uh, we wanted to have you on the show because we, we love what we know of your story and we want to flesh it mm-hmm. out with you. So let's start with the obvious question. How did you come to be a dogs fan? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long story. Uh, I've got some friends who are huge NFL fans um, and they tried to get me into it. And I sort of, I, I enjoyed the game once I understood the rules and I would watch the NFL, but it never really connected to me. The NFL, for me, it just seems a little bit soulless, a little bit corporate. And I hate this idea that your team can just change cities. Do you know what I mean? Coming from a country where, you know, football, soccer is, um, is a big sport here. You know, your, your football team can't move. It's, it's happened maybe once or twice and it's just gone horribly wrong. So that's, that's sort of what's drawn me towards college football. I didn't really know much about it. Uh, the TV channel that I had at the time had it, and I just decided to start watching it one day. So started watching things like College Game Day, which I absolutely loved, and started getting a feel for college football. And, you know, it instantly clicked with me. There you have real stories, real people, and absolute passion. Probably started following the George Bulldogs in about, 2014, 2015, around about the end of uh, Kirby Smart's, oh, sorry, around the end Mark Rick's time with the uh, dogs. Um, what appealed to me about Georgia was the tradition, the history, and just the way they played football. They had some great players around that time. We're looking at the, the time when Sony, Michelle, and Nick Chubb were just coming in. Todd Gurley was just sort of finishing up. Uh, and I think it's like a really exciting time to, to start following jobs. Things have, have kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. So I, it's funny that you bring up kind of the point about the NFL, and I would agree with that. I think one of the draws of college football from a fan base perspective is this unique deal where you have this large alumni base of folks that have attended the same school as the players that are going there. And to your point, I do think there are some kinships between European soccer leagues and college football. Uh, my wife and I studied abroad in Florence, Italy. And while we were there, we'd like go see Fiorentina play. And I think much more like college football here in the States, in Europe, the towns adopt those teams, the cities adopt those teams. And it's as yeah. much about the city's identity as anything. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like I-, I couldn't imagine Fiorentina leaving Florence, you know, like that city would be 
gutted. I mean, they would have riots yeah. if that if that was to happen. Absolutely. And that's exactly how the university towns would be if one of these universities were just to pick up and leave. So I love that example. I've never thought about it that way, but that's that's a that's a really good example. So I'm interested. How is the watching experience? Like, I'm sure it's much better now <laughs> as the streaming options get better and all that type stuff. But are you able to get all the games pretty easily? Well, there's always a way, uh, one way or the other, I'll find a way to watch that game. The time difference is sometimes quite painful. The, yeah. sort of the late games can be sort of one o'clock in the morning, but, you know, I've been following the dogs for a long time now. I'm well used to the drill. Yeah. So when, uh, when I was abroad, they had uh, the Super Bowl went on when I was abroad and the mm-hmm. uh, NCAA men's basketball championship went on. So to your point, we had to go to, there was like three bars in Florence that stayed open for those games and kickoff for the Super Bowl, I think was like two 30 in the morning, you know, cause they yeah. kicked till late. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that one was late. And then, uh, the, I mean, the NCAA tournament was the worst cause they don't, they don't tip off here in the States till almost like nine o'clock some years. So it was really, really late. I walked out of the NCAA title game and walked into my first class uh, wow. when I was studying abroad. So that was that was a wild day. So what was your national title game experience like? You obviously were getting a late start from a watching perspective, but like, did you watch it at your house or how, how did you how did you consume it? Yeah, I watched it at my house. Uh, I think it started at one o'clock in the morning here. I had a few beers. I had some food ready. I, uh, I watched uh, very keenly, but also very quietly. My girlfriend was in the other room trying to sleep. Yeah. Um, I, I think I probably finished at about five in the morning, six in the morning. And I just remember being absolutely buzzing. I, I couldn't sleep. You know, I'd, I'd probably been awake for about 24 hours. I'd, I'd been up at sort of six o'clock the day, that day. What, what a game, what a feeling. So I would imagine one of the beauties of being a fan of whatever team you're a fan of is having that community of people that you can kind of share that game watching experience with. Obviously, you're in a little bit different boat because I can't imagine there's a massive community of dogs fans in your town. So how neat has it been for you to kind of have that community via social media and via Twitter? I mean, you are a lot of people love interacting with you on Twitter you're, and we'll talk about this later. You're on the trek to come to Athens here in the fall and have been selling your T-shirts, all these things that are awesome. And it seems like there's been a lot of warm reception from the dogs community. What, what has that been like for you as a dogs fan abroad to kind of feel that and be a part of that? Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. I, uh, I kind of underestimated the fact that, you know, there aren't that many Georgia Bulldog fans in the UK. There's a handful of us. When I first started that Twitter page, I think it was called Georgia Bulldog Fans UK. And it was a very small group of followers. So I had to very quickly <laughs> change, change the name of it. And uh, yeah, Twitter, Twitter is a community that draws people together. You have a hard day at work, have stress, as you'll know yourself, and you'll come home and you can just connect to people. We're all part of a, a tribe, a nation. We're all following the team together. And sort of game day Twitter with, with other Georgia Bulldog fans is amazing um we say about southern hospitality and it seems like a a real thing even online twitter can be both the worst of humanity but also the the best of humanity too i've I've made some great connections so tell us about the trip my understanding is through the t-shirt sales and everything you've acquired enough funds to make the trip here in the fall what are the dates for the trip what what are you looking forward to most I can't wait to get there. I've got a little countdown app on my phone. 
which is telling me exactly how far away it is. I'm coming for the Kent State game, which is, uh, I think it's about 214 days and 15 hours time. I will be leaving Edinburgh. <laughs> um, not the biggest game, but it works for me in terms of getting time off work. Um, and I really just can't wait to meet some of the people I've chatted to on Twitter, soak up the game day atmosphere in Athens. It's, uh, it's something that I truly can't wait to, to happen. And, and it's entirely been funded by the sales of uh, T-shirts. So generosity of other fans on Twitter have funded this trip. It's amazing. So what are you going to do? Are you going to fly into Atlanta? Is that, is that the, the trip? That's it. Yeah, it's uh, a connecting flight. So I think I'll stop in New York and then fly into Atlanta on uh, Wednesday, the 21st of September. Oh, that's fantastic. That's my son's birthday. That's a great day. to no fly. Way. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I, you know, in all honesty, I think for your first experience, it'll be fun to go for kind of a non-con, what we would hope is going to be a guaranteed win game because mm-hmm. you can really, I think, absorb the experience without the nerves of, oh man, like, I don't know if this is going to go right for us tonight or, or whatever it may be. And I think too, weather-wise, you're going to be there for a great weekend. Like the weather's going to be great. It's still going to be hot enough where you're not going to have to like wear a ton of clothes. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Um, and the campus will be alive. I mean, that was one of the sad things about 2020. There were many, many sad things about mm-hmm. 2020, but just purely from a college football perspective, the different college towns not having those football Saturdays. Man, it was just felt bad for all those small businesses that that were sustained off of that so it was so awesome this past fall to be back in Athens and see the town just alive you know I mean I think that'll be the neatest part is you're just gonna feel the energy when you're there so I'm so fired up that you're gonna be in town we may have to make a a pilgrimage there to see you that weekend because that's that's a worthwhile pilgrimage so that sounds great where are you staying uh in Athens I'm going to I'm going to stay with another dog fan for a few days, uh, and then I've got an Airbnb which is uh, just around the corner from Sanford Stadium. So oh, I'm going perfect. to ride in the action. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, awesome! Well, I know everybody will be giving you a ton of suggestions and stuff, but offline I'll have to email you kind of some some food places to hit and some bars to hit. There's a bunch of good good places in Athens. It's an incredible town. So, man, I'm fired up for you to have that experience. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> So now tell me, where are you located? Now you're in Scotland, right? Yeah, that's right. I live in Edinburgh in Scotland. Uh, I'm originally from England, which is why I don't sound Scottish. I've been up here for 10 years. Um, It's really, it's a lovely city to live in. I'd recommend any dog fan come to visit, but the points will be on me. So Scotland's on my list. I have a, um, I have a sports bucket list and Mm -hmm. my dad and I had, the fortunate opportunity about four or five years ago to go to the masters. And we had such a good time that we said, you know what? We've been to kind of like the hardest one to get to. We should do the fan slam and go to all the golf majors. So we did the PGA championship last summer. It was at uh, Keough Island, which is not too far from where I live here in Charleston, South Carolina. So my dad and I did that one. And it is our intent to go and see the U.S. Open this summer in Boston. So that'll be three of the four. And then kind of our game plan, depending on how the years line up, we can't do it this summer, but we would like to see the Open Championship at St. Andrews. So that, that's kind of on our list. How far is that from you? How far is St. Andrews from Edinburgh? I think it's about 60 miles. It's about an hour and a half drive. It's not too oh, far. Oh, not too far. 
Yeah. So where in the UK are you originally from? So I'm originally from Gloucester, which is in the southwest of England. Uh, no one has heard of it. Well, so it's, it's interesting. I am from a little map dot town in Virginia. And obviously, mm. Virginia being one of the colonial states, pretty much everywhere in and around where I grew up are all names that are from the UK. So there is a town <laughs> 20 minutes from my town called Gloucester. So no way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Gloucester sits like kind of right on the river um, mm-hmm. in, in between the Middle Peninsula area of Virginia. So, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. So how far from home are you now? Uh, it's about 350 miles. So I go to see my parents maybe three or four times a year. It takes about seven hours to drive down there. So it's, it's far. Oh, wow. I've kind of made Edinburgh my home. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So then I have to ask you this. We're on here to talk about sports. Who is your soccer team? Who do you fo- Who's your football <laughs> team there? Who do you follow? And it's, it's another team that plays in red and black. It's uh, Manchester United. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so my son, my oldest son, has gotten really, really into soccer. Um, my wife played uh, in college here in the States. She was a goalkeeper. And um, oh, wow. my son has gotten really into it. He's about, he's nine years old. He'll be 10 in September. And um, he just loves Ronaldo and Messi. Those are like his two guys. He's like buying all the jerseys. He like rotates one every other day. So nice. he's, he's super into it. So that, that's on his list for sure. Uh, there's a new team that is starting this year in Charlotte, North Carolina in the MLS here. And so my brother lives in Charlotte and we're going to take him to their inaugural home game. They're playing the LA galaxy. So that'd be great. Yeah. So he's excited about that. So of outside of the national title game, what was your favorite memory from this season whether that be favorite game or favorite moment what was the moment this year that kind of sticks with you and that you'll always remember for me I think the, the Michigan game going into that game there were some doubts coming from the fans especially after the SEC title loss and to go and play Michigan and absolutely dominate them it really sort of paved the way for the, the title game and going into the title game I, I kind of knew we were going to win it I knew and um, yeah, that was the one I probably enjoyed the most. That in the first game, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clemson game was cool. I thought it was a real tone setter for the year because it kind of mm-hmm. laid out like, you know what? This team feels like they're on a mission kind of. I thought the first game really set that path out. And I agree with you. I, I thought the Michigan game was neat because there was. There was a lot of anxiety coming out of that SEC loss mm-hmm. beginning of December. And then you've got that four-week gap where you're just kind of sitting there nervous and worried and how are they going to respond and all these type things. And I agree with you. I think the way that they came out was really an exclamation point and a statement to say, Hey, guess what? We're still here. Everybody, we ain't going nowhere. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was neat for me. I kind of have a, a selfish personal one. We took my oldest daughter to her first game in Athens this year for the South Carolina game. And that was a really special moment. Night game. They did the light up Sanford with all the red yeah, lights. Yeah. And, oh yeah. It was, it was really, really awesome. Well, so I, that's another question I have for you. Other than the game that weekend, do you have some things that are on your checklist that you want to hit while you're in the States? I've, I've been kind of keeping a list on my phone of different bars and different things to go and see around Athens. I do have like a, a bucket list of things that I'd like to do, which may or may not be possible. Uh, I would like to get into the changing room at some point. 
no, not when the players are there. I don't think I'll be allowed in then. But uh, have, a, <laughs> have a tour round at Sanford Stadium would be incredible. Maybe even meet a player from the, the current team or even a past team. Uh, I'd like to meet Ugga as well. You know, yeah. He's the best, best mascot in sports. I'd have to meet him. Oh yeah, that's a good one for sure. I, I think I think we can maneuver some things to make that happen. I think between Bulldog Nation and and all of mm-hmm. Dog Nation on Twitter, I think we can we can maneuver and make some things happen on that. Plus, doesn't doesn't hurt that we have the greatest AD in the land, Josh Brooks, and I'm sure he would yeah. be keen keen to help facilitate some of that. Well, yeah, there's a couple restaurants like I don't know if anybody's told you about this, but Mama's Boy is our spot that we always I've go heard, to. I've heard about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they we love going there for like a either a game day brunch or a get in town that day kind of meal. So that that's one of our favorites. Um, and then tons of good, tons of good bars. Just depends kind of what, what you want. You know, Georgia theater has a really cool rooftop bar now, which is neat. Oh, wow. That yeah. Cause cool. you can kind of get a good panoramic and, and be have a couple cocktails. It'll be nice the day that you're mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. Man, I hope Kent state game ends up being a night kick, maybe a seven o'clock ESPN kick. Cause be incredible for you to get to see the, Light up Sanford with the red lights. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Yeah. So did you remember seeing this past summer that they did like a top golf event at Sanford Stadium where they were letting people hit like golf balls out onto the field from these like elevated platforms? Did you see this? No, I didn't see that. That sounds great. Yeah, it was really cool. So Top Golf has done this thing where they've started doing this stadium series where they'll travel mm-hmm. around. And I they had started doing it in baseball stadiums. And I mm-hmm. thought that was really neat. And then they announced they were going to do this college tour. And UGA announced they were going to do it at Sanford. So it coincided with my sister's birthday weekend. So we got some bays and went. And yeah, man, you're just in the end zone right underneath the scoreboard, hitting golf balls out on a Sanford. And the the G, nice. the power G nice. at, at midfield was like one of the big targets. So uh-huh. it was a lot of fun, man. We had a we had a really good time. So unique experience. And speaking of wanting to see like the locker room and stuff, we didn't get to see the locker room, but to use the bathrooms at the event, you had to go through the recruiting lounge. So we got to walk through cool. the recruiting lounge. Oh man, it was it was really cool. Yeah. yeah, really, really cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, you have to hit bookstores right by the stadium. So mm-hmm. you have to gear yourself up. Then there's a couple, <laughs> couple spots downtown, the clubhouse and then the red zone are both downtown, which are great apparel shops. And then Alumni Hall is a little bit off campus, but they got a ton of cool gear too. So Ton of good gear shops, and then you oh, coffee. Yeah. Coming with an empty suitcase, I am I love a coffee. So Jittery Joe's, make sure you get a cup of cup of coffee from Jittery Joe's. So that's that's one of our spots that we usually hit too. So okay. hey man, well I'm excited for you. Well look, we want to close with you today. How we close with all of our interview guests, we do the Smart Sixteen. Okay. So mm-hmm. like we had talked about off air, some of these you're not going to be able to answer for me yet, but we'll have to be to be determined answers on some of those. That sound good? Sure, that sounds great. All right. First question is, what's your middle name? John. Okay. Who is your favorite dog of all time? It's Nick Chubb. Oh, well, that's a good one. That's a real good one. So let me ask you this tangential question. Since you've become such a big dogs fan, do you still follow former dogs now that they're in the NFL? Or is that more of like yeah. a passing day? No, absolutely. I mean, I, I just watched the Super Bowl on the weekends and I was absolutely made up for, for Matt Stafford. I can't think of anyone who deserves that more. Yeah, that was cool. That's been one of the things my, my buddy and I have talked about this a lot, my co-host of the show. We grew up probably bigger NFL fans than college fans, mm-hmm. but that has shifted drastically now. 
And the NFL now has become for us just about following dogs, you know, seeing yeah. kind of how the guys are doing with different teams and whatnot. So, yeah, I love that. Okay, what is your favorite dogs game that you've ever watched? I probably know the answer to this for everyone now, but <laughs> well, I mean, the, the obvious one is is a championship game. But before that, I'd say the night game with Notre Dame a few years ago. We yeah. talked about the red lights and the atmosphere. That game it just looked amazing. What a game! Yeah, so that game, speaking of you, the day you're coming into town this year, that game was actually on September 21st. So it was my son's seventh birthday, and it was his first game at Sanford Stadium. So oh, it was, wow. Yeah, that'll, that'll always be a special one for us. All right, of all of their rivalries, who is your favorite rivalry that the dogs have? Uh, do you know what? I think everyone's going to say Florida, aren't they? That, that's been a popular one. That one and Auburn have been the two mm-hmm. most popular. Yeah. So for me, it it is Florida, but you know, Florida kind of irrelevant last year. And I hate to say it. Yeah. It should, it should really be Alabama. We're at the top table now and we're competing with the best teams. I think I love that answer. And I'll tell you why. I don't think anybody's answered that yet. And I think it's because traditionally they, you know, over the course of hundred years, Georgia football, they're, I would say not a rival, but the last decade, they've mm-hmm. been the dragon to slay, right? Yeah, and absolutely. they are certainly the one that, as a fan, you've wanted to beat the most. So, yeah, I love that because I agree with that. I, I had said this year, and some people kind of scoffed at me, but it meant more to me that not only they won the title, but that they did it against Alabama. Absolutely. The, the dragon has been slayed. Yeah. I just felt like the gravity of it was bigger mm-hmm. and it would have felt like we almost got cheated a little bit if it had been against somebody else. So yeah, I was happy about that. Okay. I'm going to ask this a different way. Cause I know you haven't been to any of the other away stadiums, but if you were here for say a month and we're getting to go to a game a weekend, what away stadium in the Southeastern conference would you like to visit the most? I would like to go to LSU. I think that would be a, a fun place to go to. That's on our list too. That's one we have not been to, but that is absolutely on the list. I have a really good buddy from law school that went to LSU for undergrad, and he said a night game there is a must-do experience just as a sports fan. So, yeah, I'm right there with it. Well, if you go, tell us, and we'll tag along with you. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Okay, what is, and again, we're going to have to alter this one a little bit, what is the loudest home game you've experienced watching abroad? Oof. I mean, it's hard because I'm, I'm watching it from the, the TV, but, you know, talking about atmosphere, that, that game against Notre Dame, that sounded loud to me. It was loud, brother. I can tell you from like being there for different ones, but the first game I ever went to at Sanford was the Auburn game in 03. And mm-hmm. it was really, really loud that day. But man, that, that Saturday night in 19, it was, it was roaring. Like my son was asking for earplugs. It was so loud. That <laughs> night. <laughs> okay. So the Georgia theater, which we talked about is uh, mm-hmm. obviously prominent music venue in Athens. Yeah. You get to choose the headlining act at the Georgia theater. Who do you choose? Ooh. I mean, it'd be great to see REM coming back. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a really cool one. We had who told who who mentioned that? Somebody mentioned that. We had a guest that that said that, and they're the only other guest that said REM. And we thought that was going to be one of the prominent the answers. Main answer. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Okay. 
cocktail that you're mixing for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? Uh, it's going to be a whiskey sour. Oh, that's a good one. So <laughs> speaking of that, you have any, any whiskeys that you're looking to try while you're in the States that you can't get where you are? Oh, do you know what? It turns out Scotland is an easy place to get a drink. So I've been trying some different bourbons recently and amazingly, they're all available, all available. Um, so what I'd actually like to do when I come over in September is maybe try and bring some things that you guys can't get. So some, some real scotch. I'll be at yeah. the tailgate. Come and find me and uh, we'll drink a scotch together. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I love that. Well, uh, that's another thing to, to do while you're in Athens. A lot of great craft breweries in Athens. Ooh, so, yeah. Good. Yeah. Creature Comforts is right downtown. They mm-hmm. got a really cool spot. Southern Brewing is there. We love them. A um, lot, lot of good choices for that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plenty, of, plenty of libations in the that classic city. Good to me. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, this one we'll have to check back on you with. So, the question normally okay. here is favorite place to eat in Athens. So, you'll have to give us your feedback mm-hmm. after you go. So in, in its place, we'll give you three that are our favorites. We told you about Mama's Boy. Mm-hmm. Last Resort is another one. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, that's another. One. And then we we really like Chuck's Fish House too. That's a fun spot too. Oh, okay. Yeah. That so those those good. are those are our three that we'll throw out there. Okay. How about any game day superstitions? Whether it be you got to wear a certain shirt or something like that. Yeah, none at all. I've I've been superstitious in the past, and it's uh, a quick route to badness. So no, no superstitions. This is the first year that we have not really been superstitious. It used to be we'd pick an outfit and if they mm-hmm. would win, we'd maintain the outfit for the year. This year I didn't do it. It was just kind of whatever, whatever struck us we'd roll with. And that was it. Yeah. I will, I will tell you in Indy, we didn't really have any choice. It was about seven degrees and that's not hyperbole. <laughs> that's about what the high was that day. <laughs> So it was just as many dog steams clothes as possible that day. Nice layers. All right. What is the Sanford Stadium pregame tradition that you are looking forward to experiencing most, whether it's dog walk or lone trumpeter and then Larry Munson doing battle him? What, what, what are you looking forward to the most? I, I'm looking forward to the dog walk. I always enjoy watching that online sort of prior to the game um, and also tailgating, which is obviously not a tradition for the actual team itself, but just meeting other fans and, and having a drink and, you know, just getting involved in that, the spirit of it all is something I can't wait to experience. Yeah. The, the, the beautiful thing about UGA and Athens and the way the campus is situated is by tailgating, you'll really get a tour of the campus at the same time mm-hmm. because there's going to be people situated all over campus. So yeah. Oh man, I'm excited about that. I'm like secondhand excited for you about that. Experience. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing. Thank you so much. It. Yeah, there's nothing better than a tailgate in Athens. So that's fantastic. All right, black jerseys, yes or no? Do you know what? I'm going to say no. I, I prefer the white ones, if I'm honest. Oh, man, they looked clean for the semis and for the national title. The whites do look mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, yeah, they look good. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We thought black jerseys would be more of a emphatic yes from most of the guest yeah. base. It's been pretty split, man. I, I think a lot of people are, are very tuned into the tradition. And yeah. if, if there are going to be variations, I think people want to hearken back to maybe just silver helmet when they used to wear that or something of that mm-hmm. nature, those kind of callbacks. But um, we've had Jason Hasty, who is the UGA Athletics uh, historian, 
who mm-hmm. Jason's just absolute treat. So he's told us a lot about the uniform history and all those type of things. And I think that's something the fan base kind of harkens back to more yeah. than anything. Okay. What is the loss? You're still not over. Oh, do you know what? We've been hurt so many times by Alabama that they, they kind of merge into them into each other. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but do, you, do you know one that hurts, hurts the most is the game against South Carolina a few years ago. Yeah, in nineteen. And, that was yeah, and uh, and Rod missing that kick right at the end. I was actually down in London for that game, and I was going to watch one of the NFL games. It was a game between uh, the Buccaneers and the Panthers. So, as you can imagine, there were a lot of South Carolina fans in town that weekend, yeah. and I just got so much abuse. So that one personally <laughs> is um, is one I do not like to remember. That's a good one because you know if you think about that, I don't think anybody would debate that. LSU was the best team that year. But Mm -hmm. if Georgia goes into that SEC title game undefeated without that South Carolina loss, even even getting beat by LSU in the SEC title game, they probably sneak into the playoffs. So that's a good one. I like that one. That's a good one. All right. This is one that has changed twice, actually. This question used to be, what's your order at the varsity, which is like a burger, dog's, and kind of greasy spoon type place that's in Atlanta and Athens, which they have one at the Atlanta airport that you could try while you're there. Oh, okay. But they shut down the one in Athens and I guess they're rebuilding somewhere else. Well, it had been there for <laughs> decades and decades. So we said, we're not going to ask the question anymore until they're back in Athens. So we've shifted it now to another Southern greasy spoon institution, which is how do you order your hash browns at the waffle house? <laughs> so, while you're in the States, you ha- you're obliged to have to go to the Waffle okay. House at least once. Preferably less than sober. <laughs> I can manage that. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So you'll report back to us on that one. Okay. There ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing noon kickoffs. Yes or no? Which this will not ring as true with you because oh, a noon kickoff is probably fantastic. Are great for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're 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 a hard no on that. That's a good time. Yeah, so what is that? That's a that's five, 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's you, you're slam dunk on that. You'll you'll be the one lobbying. <laughs> you'll be one on lobbying against that. Yeah. This one's actually pertinent because there was an announcement today. This is the final question, but this is a pertinent one. There was an announcement today that the college football playoff will stay at four teams until 2026. Yeah, had been a lot of speculation about a shift to maybe 12, had been a lot of support for that until the Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC announcement. Yeah. Kind of torpedoed all that. But so the question we traditionally ask is college football playoff expand to eight teams or find how it is? I would like to see it expand to eight teams. There are so many teams playing in different leagues and it's it is a bit of the guessing game, the rankings at points. So I think eight teams seems fair. Yeah, we like the expansion twist too. Um, I, I think it would be cool because, I mean, more college football, right? I mean, that'd be the, the yeah. best part about yeah, it. Yeah. And then I think just accommodate it schedule-wise somehow so it's not too yeah. much of a brunt on the student-athletes. Mm-hmm. But they can, they can figure all that out. They get plenty of smart people doing that stuff, right? Absolutely. There's a way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well... Chris, how can everybody follow you and support you? So Twitter handle is at British Bulldog. That's it. That's where I am. Please, if uh, any of your listeners want to follow me, that'll be, uh, that'll be brilliant. 
I have to ask tangential question now off the Twitter handle because okay. my co my co and I are big wrestling fans. So <laughs> part of what I love about your uh, Twitter handle is that it's got dual meaning for me because it just brings yeah, me back yeah. to to, da- to Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> yeah. The British Bulldogs. So is that a? This is getting off off topic a bit, but mm. is wrestling popular in the UK? Yeah, oh, it's huge, and I think growing up every sort of teenage boy was into wrestling um yeah you know, there's a reason that i've called it the british bulldog that the double meaning is intentional yeah no that's fantastic yeah i feel like we got to get you like a, a a dual logo here that that mixes in <laughs> the wrestling but all of the the georgia aspects of it as well i like so, it well georgia's got some rich rich wrestling history you know goldberg is a is a former dog yeah and, yeah 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 yeah, so they got some they got some footing there, and AJ Styles is a is a huge dogs fan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I met some... him. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I met him when I was a teenager at a wrestling event here, and do you know what? He was the nicest guy you've ever met. He sort of stayed behind at the end of the event and waited for every single fan to come and meet him. Total gentleman. Oh, that's cool to hear. I love hearing that. Yeah, he's he did. Um, I can't remember. He did somebody's podcast. Maybe it was. Uh, Maybe it was UGA Sports. He did their podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved hearing his story. It, it's it's really neat. It's part of the reason we started the interview series is just kind of hearing the background to how people came to this gigantic community, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's folks that are alums, whether it's folks that are out in the world as entertainers or whatever it may yeah. be, um, everybody has that kind of unifying bond of of loving the dogs and. I don't know. Universal language, man. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, we enjoyed it, brother. We loved hearing your story and we obviously okay. love, love your story and we're going to do everything we can to, to get to Athens to see you when you're here in the States. But until wait. then we close our show the same way. Every time we always say, go dog, sick them. Go dog, sick them. Hey, George is better now.